Hey guys, it's Calcio Friday. That means it's Nancy Matt's Friday, and we're going to be talking about relationship deal breakers. I'll be right back. Grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Happy Friday, everybody. I hope everybody had... A good week, and you're looking forward to some fun stuff on the weekend. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We're 45 strong up in Dallas State, which means we could get to you. The thing is, California is like this big state, right? We are the beaches and all that, but we also have a lot of rural areas and things and, and mountainous areas and things like that. So even though we have people up and down the state, it may take them a day or two to get to you. It's never more than a day or two. But in the case that that happens, um, we do have mediums on staff, <clears throat> excuse me, who can call you and kind of analyze what's going on. And if it is paranormal, in most cases, they can calm the energy down until we get out there. Okay. If you want to find us, easy peasy. Just type in California Haunts Radio or California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team, and we will pop up everywhere on Dr. Google. I did it the other night. It was, it was shocked at how, how many times it popped up. You never know, right? Quick reminder, it's Friday, and Sunday is our is Nancy Mass's Valentine's Readings. Uh, that will be 4 p.m. Pacific on Sunday, and she will be doing readings of your choice as far as relationships go and things like that. You can ask her anything. So that's over. It's going to be here on StreamYard in a semi-private. It's going to be a private room, and so it's not going to be beamed out to the world. So check it out. There's a link way at the bottom of the description of the show, and you'll see it. That's from the California Haunts Meetup page. All right, we are airing tonight live on uh, to Facebook Live or, and uh, YouTube and, and Twitch. So we got live going on right there, and we're going to be starting to go live on TikTok very soon here. So it's getting exciting about what we're going to do. I do want to thank everybody for the for last month. Uh, we topped out finally at 12,500. Oh, great. There goes the internet. At 12, we topped off at 12,500 downloads over at the rss feed so i'm really excited about that i want to thank you all i want to thank george in uh, france for the donation thank you sir and uh yeah we're gonna have a good show tonight nancy's gonna come on in here we're gonna be talking about relationship deal breakers so why don't we get this show on the road let's do it and she's not there <laughs> we lost nancy nancy has disappeared okay well that's cool we'll uh Wait till she gets back in. How bizarre. Anyway, so I hope everybody um, has having, had a great week. Um, anybody know about, uh, about, about blech, the groundhog? I say Pucks and Tommy Phil. Anybody know about Pucks and Tommy Phil today? How much winter are we doomed to have now? Don't know. Okay, well, now she's now in where she's supposed to be. <laughs> it's going to be one of those shows, you can tell. You can see Grogu's ready for Valentine's Day here. He was bugging me about it, so he's ready. But anyway, yeah, we're going to be talking about, you know, 
relationships gone bad. And I know I've had a few of those over the years, and I'm sure you have too. So let's bring Nancy in without further ado. You had a shorter, I sat down, I was all ready, realized I didn't have my cup of hot something to drink. And it's just coffee, everybody. But it's almost like that's my prop. <laughs> started. I went, oh, no. And I closed the door a little bit. And both the cats were looking around the corner. Mama closed the door a little more than normal. <laughs> that was funny. I started the show to bring you in and you're not there. I was like, oh. Did, usually you have a little feed that you little wrote. I did. Give out. Did you already? That quick? Yeah. Wow. I blew right um, through it. Yeah. <laughs> you did. On that was pretty funny. That was pretty By funny. By the way, it, uh, the little fellow behind you, the green guy, what's on his ears? What's sticking up from his head? He has some Valentine's hearts up there. He's celebrating Valentine's Day. I can't quite tell what they were. And that's real well, cute. I'm working on getting a second lamp. Once I get my second light over here, it'll light all that up more. But yeah, well, it's he's cute, got a scarf but... on for Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, wait, so... I want to add one more thing. I want it really quick before we start. If my sister's listening, thank you for the birthday gifts. I appreciate it. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I've gone public. Family. Uh, that's good. Um, so this is getting close to Fourth, uh, not Fourth of July. Fourth of July. <laughs> Day, and you did mention that we'll be doing readings on Sunday, right? The fourth. Yes, I did. We got it. And then the fourteenth is Valentine's Day, so we have a couple of Fridays yet to go. This one is the red flag phenomena, and everybody who's dated, every combination of interest, has had somebody give one of these red flags. And I'm going to list, I'm going to talk about them. And uh, I have a lot of examples. I only have 45 minutes or so to figure out how am I going to present all this to you. So mm -hmm. I'm going to be talking about clients. Um, a couple of them are mine. It, it's unbelievable. I do this for a living, yet I can't read myself. I could mm -hmm. ask my husband for a hit on something for somebody I can't read or somebody's real close to me or for us. And he could get a little bit of a hit, but it's kind of like taboo to get your own information. I was going to so, say, isn't there like a unwritten rule that psychics are supposed to read themselves? Just like with you going to the casino. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to use that machine because that one looks good. I, I thought there was some kind of unwritten rule about that. I cannot. I don't gamble because it's just not. I did win some quarters once and um, I was on holiday and I was just walking through. I wasn't even thinking anything particular. I just put a quarter and I got about 1,200 quarters or something. That's the only time I've really won anything substantial. Uh, yeah. It's all right, Bud. It's all right. So Bud did join us. Um, anyway, so uh, we've all had these experiences. I talked to mostly women, but men do call me. Men do seek my advice out, even ask friends, by the way, would you talk to your mom or talk to your, your girlfriend? Let me have information. And it's not like mm -hmm. I'm not trying to uh, not give information. Sometimes it's difficult because you don't know at what point you give information that was a pivotal point for them to decide where they want to or not. The other problem is with me is people enjoy this. I always tell people, I wish I could find me to get a reading from because it's kind of not scary. It's kind of different, you know, mm -hmm. and, and people can get addicted to people who do what I do. And I've actually had to tell a couple of ladies, uh, be careful because what you're asking me is every little step to go to get to the mm -hmm. ultimate desire. The problem is I'm living your life and not you. You're not making the ultimate decisions. And if we don't 
learn to do that, you have to repeat it. And so yeah. a few of those ladies who unfortunately have talked to me lately, they say, why am I having the same experience over and over and over, unfortunately? Mm -hmm. And it's like the gal I told you, I married her to her third partner, third husband. And not only did her mother get cheated on by her dad, but her first two husbands were cheaters. So when the third one did, caught him cheating. It was just unbelievable. And I said, why, you know, I had to go through why you accepted this. And she had never put two and two together. Mother cheated, the husband cheated. So she was wearing a pattern in her energy field that said, I accept cheaters. Mm -hmm. And we have to learn how not to have that in our life. The other thing mm -hmm. is I'm going to bring up things and everybody's going to go, oh, I had that problem. I had this. Well, sometimes you have to be with somebody for a while before these red flags show up. And then you have to go to a place of deciding. I've put in years in this relationship. Can I change as individual? Well, there's a <laughs> not very easy. And the expression old dogs can't learn new tricks is kind of true. <laughs> it has to be a revelation on that individual's uh, timeline that he is to change or she is to change. And unfortunately, I in my world, I don't see a lot of that. So I always caution people. And this is what's important. Be aware of that red flag and if you can live with it or not. Because I do have clients that found out this and that, this and that, and they still accepted that individual. And that's because the rest of the time, not necessarily infidelity, infidelity, but maybe not working or chronic illness. You can't divorce your spouse because they're ill continually. And I have clients that have to deal with their spouses being very ill all the time. And you don't just, that's a red flag. Do I have the energy? I have to admit, when I was dating, I was single for 15 years. And I had a friend called her up and said, let's go dancing. And so she had been grieving a relationship and we went dancing and had a wonderful time. I met this fun, fun guy. Uh, he was an eBayer. And I did notice he was a little heavier. I'm kind of partial to bigger men. Why? You know. And I got to know we had went out a few dates and everything. And he had to admit to me that he was a, a diabetic and that he was an insulin and that he had had some mobility in the past and hopefully he was going to lose weight and it was all going to be fine. And I had to really think about it. This was in, uh, oh my gosh, 2001. And I knew that I was still working hard. I wasn't doing, if I was doing eBay and it was a quieter job, but I'm always gone. That was, I, when I tell people, California, Sacramento Valley, if you know my name, I was showing up everywhere. I was on the TV. I was on radio. Mm -hmm. I was at the cemetery tours. I was at East West Bookstore. I was at the Conscious Life Expos. Um, I was at the psychic fairs up and down from, gosh, Northern California's Chico all the way down to Ventura. I think I did San Diego. So I didn't have a life. And mm -hmm. to think that this guy really got my attention, I really liked him. I had to be, I had to call it on myself. I had to get real with me because even though I liked him and I like what he did for a living, it was very fun. Um, I had to get to a place realizing that if he had needs as we would age, I was, I wasn't in a place where I could stop doing what I was doing because it was my only way of income. And I had to balance that with my head. Do I have the energy to do my life and, and do his, if we did become a partner and I had to, we went out to dinner, and this is what I told you last time, everybody. I says, do not wound another person's soul. 
if you say to yourself, oh, he was a diabetic. Oh, he's not good enough for me. I can't handle that. What I said was my life is still in conflict and turmoil continually with what I'm going to do next. I'm not emotionally strong enough or do I have enough time in my life to, to be able to dedicate that time to you. And of course he didn't understand because he only does eBay and it was all fun and it'll travel around and everything. But he kind of, he figured out, I says, I just don't have the life in me. I just like you a lot, but what if we become a couple? I, I just don't have it in me. And I think he did have hurt feelings, but I was at least honest and you have mm -hmm. to go there. You own why. And if the guy doesn't work, you own, I need the second income. This is not working for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give you some examples because remember, even though I might say he, I am also talking to men of all age groups. I was just trying to think how old this other guy was. 73, 74. And he was out dating. Oh, and he was, he was Mr. Dapper, man. He was just a nice looking, you know, he was out. <laughs> he was just so much fun. He called me up. What about this lady? <laughs> if you're here, if you listen to this tonight, Mr. You know who you are. Why don't you give me a call? <laughs> I'd like to know if you found somebody. One, one thing really life. quick. Um, I'm watching my internet right now. Already starting the show. Already blanked out once. I know it was a big news day today. Okay. I can tell you that right now. So. Mm -hmm. I'm getting messages on my internet, so if Nancy and I freeze up, or if we black out for a minute, or you know, for for a bit, that's why this whole neighborhood is on Xfinity, and when it goes, and, it goes. And so, do we have to start fresh with a new link and everything, no. or does it no, come it'll right back? Just, okay, it'll come right back. But it did like like when I was doing the intro, I I went mm -hmm. dark from my end. So that's what's happening. And every mm. every so often, I see the internet monitor thing over off to the left. So Xfinity is having its issues yet again here in this neighborhood. Okay, so I was watching, um, I tell people I don't watch much TV and I don't. There's a few series that I like, like mm -hmm. detective work, um, something I don't have to watch and pay attention to, so it was on. And and the couple that this story was revolving, uh, evolving around used the word, uh, the daughter was real upset about something, and the grandma says, you're in the love haze. I love that. I'm going to keep it. And it's and I didn't ask permission from the show, so I don't know if I can give it out. But it was a popular detective show about 12, 13 years back. The Love Haze. Every one of us has been in the love haze. And it just blinds us, and we don't want to see anything. And But sometimes if you put your mind to saying, okay, I've got to be real clear who I am as a person and my interests. I want to find somebody that will enhance my life and better me as I could better them not change them but in betterment by being a couple and so um someone was talking to me about a, a conference they went to and they dress up you know you work on the job but then you get to go and i was saying when i was a company uh, supervisor we'd wear slacks on a small a nice jacket to work but we'd often go to um uh, california's um Silicon Valley, I can't remember what it was right at the moment. And we would dress up. It was kind of fun going to the meetings um, in, oh, I can't believe telephone company people are going to be so me. I can't remember. It was down in this dot-com area. And we'd all dress up and have lunch there. It was kind of fun. I, I didn't particularly care for it because it took from my job. But mm -hmm. we would go to these conferences. Well, this friend of mine went to a conference. And they were kind of dressed up and more than normal, but not really a lot and and she's the, the slacks of the jacket kind of person like i was um and this beautiful woman came in and all the ladies looked at each other 
well, look at this one. We're not going to be able to compete with her. She looks she's on top of her game, right? And she sat down and they just all got, got comfortable and the confidence level, you know, oh, she seems so nice and everything. And then all of a sudden she opened her mouth and all this, I'm so unhappy in my relationship. <laughs> my friend said, I, I heard your voice in my head. I wanted to tell her. <laughs> and, and it's all an illusion. Sometimes we dress up to hide who we are. Uh-huh. And sometimes we dress down so people don't notice us. And it's all an illusion how we play out our lives. We have to make sure that uh, you know who you are as an individual, no matter how you're dressed. At this time in my life, I prefer a casual look. <laughs> I have pretty things that are in the closet, but I'm not going to conferences. That's my husband's coughing. I'm sorry. But anyway, this lovely lady was kind of in a place with her relationship where she couldn't see the red flags. And I had told my friend, well, let's talk about some red flags because both of, them, of us have had it. And she says, oh, I just wanted to tell her something. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what this is about tonight is recognizing the red flags before you go into a relationship not when you're in it when you're in it and they say something like by the way i belong to a very structured religious cult and i'm going to move to montana are you interested and they've been dating for months he just mm-hmm. up and moved and wanted her to follow when she called me up this friend uh, and she says, oh, my gosh, do I get in trouble if I say, probably get in trouble if I say what group it is. It's one of those, not at Utah, it's some else in the United States uh, organization. And once you start talking to me for years, you become a spiritualist, you know, I'm a spiritualist minister. And so I would never fall into that kind of category. Um, but anyway, she called me up crying. And I says, what happened? She says, the straw that broke the camel's back. I go, really? <laughs> What's that? She says, oh, he's a, and I went, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Because her knowing me for this long, she could never align herself with his religious affiliation. And um, you have to know ahead of time. And she was smart enough to think, I can't change him, nor will I allow him to change me. And it kind of broke her heart. But at the same time, she had to own that she couldn't bend. She didn't ask to uh, get mad at him because he wouldn't. And that's something you have to be very careful. These are some of the big highlights that I'm going first. And then the second part of the show, and you may have to listen to this again, get, is a website with a whole bunch more. Uh, there's a whole bunch of red flags. These I'm going to talk to you about are the ones that I was just sitting um, yesterday and today sitting down and just writing these out. Um, There was a lady in Alaska and she was a client for a couple of years and she was having a very difficult time accepting her, her man's job. They were not officially um, engaged or anything, but they've been dating for a while. And believe it or not, he was one of those fishermen, like you see on TV on the fisherman ship out the sea. And she was uh, kind of, kind of getting to a place where she thought since they want to be a couple doc talked about it she should at least get engaged or he should quit his job and spend more time with her on the mainland well he was never going to get a job and she says i'm so lonely and i I directed to uh to a shop for um getting rid of women's frustration Mm -hmm. and she called me up she says thank you very much (laughs) 
<laughs> because if you're that frustrated and he's not going to be back for six months at a time, ladies, we got to take care of ourselves like men do. And she was fine. And, and she got mad one, not, not mad. She got frustrated again. And she says, will I end up with him? And there's that, Oh my gosh, should I tell her or not? I says, eventually I see you getting white gold rings. And she did end up with him. And it's because she was patient. She was tolerant. I can appreciate living in Alaska. If you live in some of those communities, there's probably not a big pool of, of partners. And she found someone she wanted, but he was on that fishing boat six months at a time. Very interesting story. Um, what if you have a gentleman that comes to your life and he's a fireman or a policeman or some of those jobs that are three days on or three days off kind of a thing? Do you really know what he does all the time? This happened to me. And I never question it. I'm not a jealous person. Absolutely not. I always had the theory, just like seeing spirit people. I'm going to see someone stand there or not. Just my, <laughs> just two people in here. Uh, just turn that switch on. Go ahead, Nancy. <laughs> Get crowded. And he's the man that said to me once, he was very intuitive. And he told me once, he says, uh, we're never alone. And I couldn't understand that. I says, what do you mean we're never alone? And he, he gestured like, all these people. <laughs> I had never thought of it. The man I did marry, he loves it. He, he, we have spirit people walk around and goes, hey, Nancy, who's this in the house with us? <laughs> the first time that happened to us, we were taking a trip, and he had just come back from Texas, and his cousin had died. So we were taking a drive somewhere, and this guy in the back seat was sitting behind him, you know, behind the driver's seat. And I looked back there, and I go, oh, my God, there's someone in the car with us. And he says, well, who is it? What does it look like? I says, I don't know who it is, but I'll tell you. And I had described his cousin as he had seen him last, and he had died only a few days after he left. And he was in the car taking a trip with us. See, so that's how this all works. And um, anyway, so uh, I got off track, so I'll go back. So I found somebody that likes what I do, isn't intimidated by what I do, because not many people can do this. And, and we're not necessarily not alone, but there's more people that show up than probably most people's homes. <laughs> Someone told me that they're kind of lined up going around the block, Nancy, waiting for you to talk to the people they're expecting to call you. I guess that's possible. But the current husband is totally fine with this. Uh, he sought me out because he'd become a widower. And he's fine with it. He's, he's quite amused, especially when we get validation all the time. So um, anyway, that's important to find out what people do and accept that person to accept what you do. Um, uh, my first ha husband and I married right out of high school. And he became very successful very fast. I put him through three more years of school. And I can't tell you who it is. His last name is Matt, of course. But he became very, very successful state of California. And um, I had four opportunities to advancement for supervisor. And he actually told me not to take the first three. The fourth one I did. And, uh, you know, some people just manage people. And they, they can be noticed. And I did. And it was always like, well, I make more money. You don't need to make more money. But you had the kids. Now you got to take care of them. And it could have been managed. So if you date somebody and they say, oh, you have advancement in your career, but if we become a couple, you know, I make so much money. You can actually not work if you don't want to. 
And that way they trap you. You should always have the benefit. If you want to work, please do so. And you have to come back and say, you know what? That was the most wonderful gesture. Thank you. And this is the idea. You know, I have always wanted to be a professional person. And it doesn't mean you are at the point. You just tell me you want to advance. I would like to see where my career goes. I'm doing this now. I want to go into radio. I'd like to be on TV later on. It, tell them what you really want to do and see if there's an acceptance level. That happens a little more often. You'd be surprised how many women in the 50s, 60s, and 70s call me up and they say, you know, my husband didn't want me to work, and so I stayed home. Now he divorced me, and he's married to somebody 20 years younger with the house that we built together, and I have nothing to live on. <sighs> you know, one of these days I'd like to travel, and I so much enjoy the people who travel by RV. Mm -hmm. And there, I read some article. I'm, you know, I'm always reading something. And they, of the women who are 65 and older, there's a guess in it. There was an article written on this. So you probably have seen it if you look. That there's no less than 200,000 women, divorced women, or women of low income living in their cars. A lot of them are divorced because they didn't work. And you would say, well, the husband has to give them money. Not necessarily. They don't have it. Okay, so that's it. Um, the odd work schedule. Pay attention to that. If they say they um, have to work all the time. Uh, I'm trying to remember. It's been quite a while. woman said he's always working long hours, especially Friday nights. I go, yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, just call them at work. See if you can get them some other way. <laughs> it's like, hmm, not always every Friday night. Sounds like he's out playing. He was. Uh, this is another one I've seen. Oh, this is the man of my dreams. He loves me. He's giving me flowers. He calls me all the time. He's always texting me. He wants to take me out. And I said, well, that's just wonderful. So how long have you been dating? Oh, about three weeks. <laughs> I said, relationships take a lot of time. And you're just being overwhelmed. Have you been able to tell him who you are and your hobbies and what your expectations in life? Oh, no. He just... He's just doing and saying everything I want. Two things. First off, they're, they're either somebody who's very, very scheduled. At this point in my life, I'm going to find the mate. I'm going to marry her. And then I'm going to go on to my career. And then I'm going to get a boat and sail around the world. Not including you necessarily. But everything's in a row. Everything's figured out. Okay? The other option is that they're very insecure. They are going to win you over, honey. And they're going to have sex with you within a month. And then they're going to leave. Okay, they want that intimacy to make them feel good. They love the chase and the excitement of a new partner. Remember, 80% women talk to me, 20% men. Okay, so yes, men, this does happen to you, absolutely. Absolutely. Not as often as a conquest. Women generally aren't conquest peoples. <laughs> At least I don't know them. And it, so that's very insecure. I want, I want to make sure they know, I, you know, when you're over, and then the relationship's over quite soon after that. That's very, very hard on people. Remember that unless you like that kind of conquest, you'd like to be someone who's wooed and then, you know, it intimacy over with, and then you can find someone new. So be it. Great. You know, but be sure that you know um, what you're looking for and emotional. Uh, in all these years, I think I've had two two couples 
33 years who were soulmates and they fell in love with each other instantly. And you've heard of these people. My mother and father were one of them. He met her. He was very intuitive. I got the gift from him. He said, I'm going to marry you in 90 days. And she leaned back on her chair and went, oh, <laughs> guess what? They got married 90 days. <laughs> yep, yep, they sure did. Uh, so that's very, um, maybe I'll talk too quick on that. Make sure you know what that's about. Don't be the conquest. And not necessarily is the person who's putting in his life now time to find a spouse. Make sure that you always be included with everything else that he has coming up. Because people who compartmentize like that not necessarily will give you attention after he's won you over. He wants that mate to have the babies and then he's on his own doing his life. That's what I was going to ask you about. And this, you know, I don't, I'm not a relationship person. You know, I don't, you know, I've, I've had some great boyfriends, you know, over the years and stuff. But I've seen this, and I'm not going to say who, you know, I'm not going to give names. <laughs> but I've seen people marry these, 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 get involved with these men and marry these men. And they've already got like five children or four children from their first marriage. The lady or the man? The man. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then he turns around. And has another one with with the with, with the new relationship, mm -hmm. and I don't know if, if what goes through my head is true, but to me, it I think there's guys that just like having kids. That's a total. That's a different topic. Absolutely. Right, so yeah, okay. what happens is that the woman that had the five babies, she looks like she's had five babies, mm -hmm. and then he goes and finds that. a young woman who's never had a child. And says, mm -hmm. I'd like to have you in my life, but you've already had five children, but I've had none. So mm -hmm. I would like a baby if we do get married. And that's what mm -hmm. usually that's about. Uh, sure. There are men who like to have babies. There's a couple of um, high profile celebrities. One has uh, 11 children. The other one has 12. Right, right, right. And, and I can't, you know, populate the world. I don't know. I mean, we can't right. stop them. Where, right. who, who's going to say, by the way, do you make enough money to have 12 children? I know yeah. his first just, wife has, has enough money, but not all the other ladies. It's just an observation that I've had over the years watching my, you know, different people I know, you yeah. know, and it just, it just strikes me that certain men is like, and, and it's, a, you know, I've had conversations before he said stuff about this and say, you know what, that guy just likes to have kids. That's what he likes. That's his thing. There are people who like it, but you get caught in court. You can't afford them. You, yeah. you get in trouble over it. Um, yeah. And then I had a man talk to me about how awful his life was. And he had had a couple of ladies with a couple of children. And he literally was living in his car. And I thought, how do I, how do I be okay with that? What do I tell him? Because mm -hmm. if I look at it and you and I and everybody I know talk about the greater picture, the divine, mm -hmm. the children that are here had to be here. I, I can't answer that. Um, clearly, there are people who have situations, but how many men have abandoned women and gave up their parental rights to that child, and the woman is working two and three jobs trying to support them? The reverse is also true. And I get a lot of those women. I have a lady, in, um, she's in Oregon, I think now, and she's a street lady. And she'll mm -hmm. save up money and get a credit card and, uh, and do 15, 20 minutes with me mm -hmm. on a credit card. Um, I don't know what they call them, um, but anyway, uh, and so I have, yeah, I have, yeah. Yeah, I have extremes of peoples and, uh, she was trying to raise a couple of kids and def 
you know, economy in 07 and 08 is just terrible. Um, the, mentally abused, pardon me? The other thing, this is another, this happened to me. I'm not going to say who the, who the gentleman was. No, 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 no. Don't, don't flag for me. He was a nice enough guy and all this was happening. And then he told me, he said, well, I'm waiting for my clothes shipment. And what, I said, well, what do that? you mean your clothes? He was waiting for his clothes in the mail. And I said, oh, are you ordering from Amazon? And he goes, no, my mother picks them up for me and sends them. The clothing? Yeah. Ooh. That's because he doesn't have enough money? No. She would just pick out his clothes and he just would wear the clothes. So I mean, there's a, there's a red flag, guys. <laughs> it's just, just like, Well, there wow. is such a thing as, um, now I have friends uh, talk to me about other cultures. And I guess in some cultures, like Italy, men stay at home longer. And the mother does have control. And then a young lady comes and the man says, I still live at home. My mother does everything for me. And she goes, I guess I'm the new mom. Yeah. You got to yeah. understand your role in that. Um, but they lived, but they lived, they lived like in Mexico, in Cancun. The, fat, the, mother, the mother and father did. That's and a she was sending um, him a shipment of clothes like once every two months. And uh, he never had to go shopping or anything to buy clothes in his life. The only thing I would say to that is the culture is a little like Italy, the the, the matriarch kind of society. The man is important, but he's gone a lot, and she runs the household. A lot of yeah, the dominant, know. strong women in Mexico. You know, the cultures around the world are just fascinating to me, and I but, I have to go ahead have to respect. No, you're right though. I mean, I was not in the I was not in the mood to, to become mom to this guy to hold his hand. Right, ad. right, and that's yeah. how I felt with the fellow had diabetes. I I was not emotionally wanting to have that role or be counted right. on because I never knew when I was going to be busy, you know, and uh, to make plans when I have someone call me up crying and screaming, I can't know, you know, I go, oh, right. you know, I absolutely right. will talk to everybody if I have time. So right. um, let's go on mentally abusive controlling how and when to visit see you. You know, if you work a nine to five and you have during the week off or you have Saturday, Sunday, and he never gives you options. Right. Why? He always dictates when he'll come and visit you at lunch or during the evening, right. but never on the weekends. He's married or he's committed. Or the man that says, um, this comes up a couple times in the talk here. I'm I'm separated from my wife. I'm living somewhere else with a buddy, and we're about ready to get divorced. Mm -hmm. And you fall in love with him. Now, a lady in Texas has had this gentleman in her life for 20-some years since her little boy was a child. Her son was a child, a little kid. And I, I had talked to her. I was very, very... These are all really hard, everybody, because people fall in love. That love haze, you know, ca captures us. And people call me to see if they're wasting their time or how to break it off. And all these situations come up. And this woman loved him and always believed he would leave that other woman. And he never did. And she's still in love with him. And he still sees her. He, she, and I had this happen in Sacramento, this lady, same situation. And she just said one day to me, because I was really trying to be just like, oh, please, you know, please, you know, you, how many years? And he's not left. She says, you know what? I decided. I go, what? My life is really good. No dirty socks on the floor. Not telling me what I do and what I can't do with my own money. I can visit my mom anytime I want. I have him on the side. So I backed off. I said, as long as you know who you are mm -hmm. and what is good for you, 
why not? As I get older, sometimes I wonder, well, that's not bad. <laughs> you know, if you find somebody that you can be emotionally bonded to, no situation is perfect. I don't like the idea that he left the marriage and is seeking someone on the outside. It wasn't you that went into their marriage. I Who am I to judge? I'm just a, a tool, an instrument, somebody that helps people through the, the hardest things in their life sometimes. I can only say in my my years, sometimes it doesn't turn out. Now, let's reverse this. <laughs> I have a client in Sacramento who fell in love with a widower. He was married 45 years. She died of illness. The daughter moved in to take care of her until she did die. Daughter moves all her stuff in. House is um, a mess. And when I put my mind to the place, you know, I'm a remote viewer. I don't like going in people's homes. I was talking to him. You know how I do. And I went, uh-oh. You know, have you ever had seen those homes where there's a lot of stuff? You kind of have a trail from one room to the other, and you don't have. It was all her stuff. She moved in to take care of mom. She never moved out. And he, she died. And with a year or so, he met my client. And when I put my mind to him, he is so in love with her. But he says, you can't come over to the house. I can't. My daughter won't. We'll just have a fit. She mistreats me. And I know he's telling the truth. I pick it up. But she hasn't been over there. And I finally had to say to him, her, you have to back away for him to realize that he can lose you if he doesn't change his life. Mm -hmm. And I really encourage her to date because normally if I pick up something negative on that person, I'm going to tell the truth. You're going to get the truth even if you don't want to hear it because you are allowing me, you're paying me for that advice. In this case, he is so in love with her. He, they already tried to break up once. And he just begged to come back because he was so in love with her. He can't get past the idea that maybe he wasn't a good father. And that she moved in, didn't move out. And she's in her mid-40s. He can't figure out how to have a lady in his life. Well, it's going to take him to move. He has to move. And I said, I want you to date and put your mind to the next gentleman and have fun. Because you're going to win. Either he's going to come back and win you back. Or you're going to find the man of your dreams. And I've already told her what man's coming. But I can't always tell the ultimate choice. But I see him moving in her direction to an apartment because my friend can never go over to her house because the, the daughter won't permit it. I mean, tough. Ah, You know, just people's hearts and souls are so into relationships. It's what makes the world go around. And it, it's what traps us and it, what makes us whole sometimes. And, of course, I'm in the camp, make yourself whole first and then allow someone to share it with you. That's really important, too. And it's really difficult when you have that love haze that <laughs> comes over you. <laughs> Blinders, nothing works. <laughs> you go, whoa, been there, done that, right? Um, this is the one I said earlier. Once we cross country so you can go visit him. Then he announces in religious groups you cannot accept. I've already brought that up. Um, you're climbing your career. He says he makes enough monies for you and potentially the family. His career is more important than yours. Make a big question mark on that one because you are entitled to your career path. I was working for the telephone company. Um, I put my husband through school. He had two years. I put him through three more. And by the time 
uh, it was my turn. I'd had a child, and he he said, "You can you can go back to school, but you have to do everything around the house first. I'm not raising the family. You are." And so it was very difficult. I married someone very um, old. I will say no criticism because he is alive. I will say old world because of our age groups and the Catholic background kind of makes you different, I think, because mm-hmm. that was okay when we got married in 69 after college and everything. I went to college. I have enough degrees for you, enough credits for a degree, but never tallied them up. But marketing business was what I liked to do, and it applied to a uh, telephone company jobs and here. So it didn't go to waste. Um, so climbing your career, he says he makes enough money. So he brought that up. Um, has This is a difficult one. This has actually come up more times, you realize. Uh, so a lady in Sacramento fell in love with a gentleman and he did move in. He has some debt. So um, she said, until you're out of debt, uh, you can live with me. Well, guess what? Her parents moved in. She has all these family members. And they didn't particularly like her new partner. And he'd been there for some years, but he was in debt. And she did, was afraid to marry him. So one parent died and the other parent finally did die after three years. He has stuck it out. Most people would not. So if right. you date somebody who was born to middle-aged people, or you were the last of how many children and they were in their 40s, mid, early 40s, both my grandmothers were born to women 42 and 43 years old, which is very unusual. So nowadays we have a lot of middle-aged couples getting and having children, surrogacy or natural. And then when those people get in a place where they want to get married, late 20s, early 30s, by the time they're the seniors or senior seniors, who's taking care of them? A lot of times parents expect children and parents Oh, thank you for having me at 40 years old. Thank you. Thank you. I'll take care of you. Well, I tell people I had children because I wanted to experience raising children. I gave them a life. I'm not in their life. But a lot of people don't think that way. Oh, I'll have children. They'll take care of me in my old age. Well, don't call me for advice because that is terrible. I, um, it has to be free will, but there's not always free will. Hashar, <laughs> later in life, parents and says he wants them near him. So where they live, oh, I'm going to move them here, or we're going to move there. Set to take care, setting it up to take care of them. If it's early in the relationship, how do you feel about taking care of very elderly parents, possibly for a decade? And this happens a lot, surprisingly. Um, I've told my kids it's not their job. Their job is to be, both my kids have kids, um, and they're going to be grandparents, and one of them is a grandparent. And how dare I set it up that anybody would take care of me? Absolutely not. So I want to set free the people that are in my life. And if you haven't done it, do that. Because they may be thinking, I have to take care of you. And um, that is not their job. And if you are dating, and they have older parents how committed are you to taking care of them in your in their very late years oh i'm very committed i'm going to take care of them is that what you wanted to do because when that come time comes would you be able to be retired a lot of people set up new careers after they retire which i always encourage you have a hobby make it a job uh, that you love or like me i love this so why should i retire well <clears throat> the problem is, is that one my voice will last, right? <clears throat> uh, 
Um, and I did bring this up. That's very uh, difficult. But I've had an amazing number of people who end up taking care of elderly parents. Uh, and the one lady I'm thinking of with all this, both of them had illnesses. The first lady, uh, the lady had a couple different cancers. And the husband, um, her dad had a dementia type of thing going on. Very tough. Mm -hmm. uh, and I did bring this up earlier as a new partner had a very serious disease. And I did date a diabetic. And like I said, I, I really liked him. I just couldn't do it. Um, says he's in a relationship uh, and shortly plans to leave that relationship for you. That doesn't happen. This is a, I'm going to say it really gently. Usually, if you're dating somebody who's in a relationship, not married, but in a relationship, and he's dating you, he leaves her for you. If he starts disappearing off and on, maybe he's looking for the next partner. There is such a thing as a perpetual um, fiancé type of situation. The conquest, living together, being seen as a couple, then breaking off and starting it over. Um, and that's what life's about. People do that. <clears throat> okay, this is another one that's shown up many times. He is separated or divorced, but mentions how important that they spend most of their free time taking care of his children. And he goes over to the ex's wife and does yard work and takes care of the house. No, no. If you divorce somebody, you stay divorced. If if he has children, they come over to visit. You don't let him go over there to do the babysitting or to visit. Very difficult situations I've mentioned. I hope that you're not thinking I make fun of them. It's very, very difficult. I take this very seriously because, like I said earlier, our lives are revolved around our relationships. And if you're not in a relationship, you have these kinds of friends that have all these situations. They don't have time for you. Time to find that other friend. Uh, this was... Um, these I'm going to mention later, uh, right now, come from a website. Um, I rewrote some of these, but if you Google um, red flags, you can come up with many, many situations. And these were short little spigots of information. Um, I'm just going to read them to you. Some of them have been changed. Um, one of them, I, this does happen a lot. Gentlemen, Touching base with me um, probably six months, eight months ago, uh, getting divorced. He's now with a new lady that take a lot of time. Um, but I was absolutely, in fact, he told his ex uh, to talk to me, which I 99% of time don't particularly like to do. <laughs> it's pretty hard. Both of them said very unkind things about the other. Because if you're the new partner to that fella and you have a problem, is he going to talk about you? Always go always goes back. Um, this was the one that I dated somebody and he was a, not a bad individual, but he was what we call um, a thinker, um, a cool personality, very intelligent, but he had trouble, not intimacy, but um, space. And he was always saying, respect my space. And I, I can't, you know, you don't want me to hold your hand or whatever. There are some people that have trouble with you being too close. So if, if that is something that you like, you're a touchy feeler, make sure that that is understood. So he said, respect my boundaries. And we had a code where he felt like he was being crowded. 
he would say something to me without hurting my feelings. And I'm not sure if he was autistic or something like that, but I found that very interesting that I did want to bring that up because this is what this said. Um, one of the abuse syndromes that, um, that a lot of people talk about in abuse relationship is, are, is the partner isolating you from your own family? So this, fellow call, this mother calls me up and says, I can't have a relationship with my son. I go, what's going on? Well, he marries somebody of a religious group, and he's becoming part of it. And because I am not, I'm not allowed to see the children. Make sure that if you have a parent that's expecting to see children and they say, no, that parent cannot do it. Or you really want children with that woman or man? That's very, very hard. It's hard. It's happened a few times. Uh, they disrespect you, meaning, aren't you good enough? And uh, you're not thin enough or um, you're not smart enough. Mm -hmm. I've heard of that a lot. Talk badly about the exes. We just, I said that earlier. Uh, you catch them in a lie. Wow. What do you say and do? That doesn't come up as often, but it has come up in retrospect after talking to a client. Oh, you know, I, I caught him in that lie he was talking about. I go, really? Already? I just brought it up. I thought it was going to happen. Um, and then you have to decide how to deal with it in a way. Men particularly, not necessarily women. Women cry if they're put in a corner. Or they say, no, I don't want to talk to you. But if you put a man in the corner and you try to squeeze him in a corner to get answer, answer, you know, you want to put your hands on him and shake him. If you do that, they're going to come out swinging and a leaf. Men can't handle that. They want to think it over or they're reactionary in a moment of distress, very typical. If you want to fight or if you want to have him walk out or he'll say he's done, all you do is put him in the corner, make him admit that he did lie to you or he's not good enough. Well, then if I'm not good enough, they won't have time to think. They'll just react. Be careful how you do that. Um, this never happened to me, um, luckily, but everybody has disagreements. If you have a partner, man or woman, and they start throwing all kinds of disrespectful slang at you. I think look between the coats. <laughs> There's a lot of bad words out there. If someone calls you those bad words, guess what? They've called those people, uh, other people those bad words. Uh, in my world, I wouldn't even think of something because I don't have that part of my language. Mm -hmm. So you, don't, you make sure that if someone has a foul mouth, that foul mouth will be directed to you sooner or later. This has actually come up also. Uh, the lady I was telling you about um, in Sacramento, she has some siblings. They want nothing to do with their parents. Um, and it was very, very difficult. If I were the spouse of those family members that had not wanted nothing to do with the parents, I'd be questioning. At least babysit the parents so that the ones taking care of the parents can have a night off. Um, this happened um, happens more than I like. The very difficult mood swings of undiagnosed mental conditions. Very difficult because I'm talking to somebody and I'm going, oh, fudge. <laughs> I, I know what this is. I, I can feel that in that person. They have mental illness. And the spouse, the woman or the man talking to this actually was a man talking to me. And I thought, how do I get this person to the doctor? How do you get them to the doctor? How do you propose that? You know, I'm only... I, I'm good at what I'm good at. 
I don't always know about mental illness. The other thing I'm not good at is help. I have two or three clients, two for sure. Over the years where I've had child, I've had uh, more moms and uh, dads talk to me about children who commit suicide than the ones who call me up with drug addicted issues they can't deal with. Uh, mental illness is tough. Um, a lot of times you have drug addiction, but it's actually mental illness in the person first that directs them to something to um, drown away their issues that they can't address. So uh, he talked to me over and over a few times, and then she actually committed suicide, and they were able to bring her back. But after getting the bill and the suicide, uh, the, her death in the ambulance, then he knew he couldn't do anything about this, and he had to divorce her. Until death you part, she did. And, and, you, and so, there's a limit to what human beings know how to deal with. You could have counseling all day long, but the quietness of your home, you're the one there. It, I, you know, every, every situation is really, really difficult. This is one of those really difficult ones. When the mood swings so badly and you can't give them to the doctor, you go to the doctor and talk about your spouse and say, what do I do? And if they commit the person 5150, the find out evaluation. And let me tell you how many times someone said, I've taken care of my parent. And they're going, nani, nani on me. And I take them to the doctor and they all of a sudden perk up and they're just wonderful. There's no clue until something happens. And so that's very, very difficult. Uh, a lot of times the seniors uh, or the partners have health issues, but they won't go to the doctor. So one of my clients is saying, I think there's something wrong with my, my husband. And I said, How, what have you done? What have you done? And she says, I've tried. And like, well, I ended up dying of a heart attack. She, then, she then we connected and he had died. And I said, you think you had control of that? It was very, and it happened with a, a woman who's, um, <laughs> you can see my eyes different. Yeah, that had something else. A, a daughter was so angry at dad for committing suicide. He had those mood swing type things going on. He drank a lot and he killed himself. And I says, where's your control here? What do you think you could have changed? Well, I could have loved him more. No, you couldn't have. What he need to do is seek out help. And a lot of people just don't. The one with the woman, the woman wouldn't seek help until she killed herself in the hospital. And then at the hospital, they figured out something was wrong. Um, and I always cover the secretive. If you don't know where your partner is and you, try to call them and they don't answer. Well, I was here. Why didn't you answer the phone? Oh, I had it turned off. Oh, no, people. <laughs> if they see that you've called, you know. Ah, these are some things here listed that I did not think of. Um, uh, they want your passwords for your computer. I don't think so. Um, they want to get the mail for you. No. Oh, so don't want mail. Credit card, you know, you get something in the mail, they sign you up for everything. Oh, fudge, no. They shame you in front of other people in a group. Haven't had a client tell me if they have, I've forgotten. I think that would be very difficult. This one, I have had clients tell me this. Um, and it is a red flag, but you sometimes in a relationship before this happens. They don't want people to know that you have a relationship with him or her. That hidden, uh, why don't you tell people we're a couple? I'm not ready. Well, <laughs> then I'm not ready either. I want to be seen with you. Um, so that would go along with not being seen in public with a person. 
um, they don't agree with your definition of fidelity. Infidelity is what they're talking about. You can't tell me that I can't have friends over, I can't see someone from work and have a drink after work. Is it a man or a woman? Well, it's a woman. Why are you worried about it? I'm just going to have a drink with this person. Hmm. Was that show when Sally met Harry? <laughs> um, this is also mental illness kind of a thing. I'm careful when I re say this because everybody uh, wants to be validated. Everybody wants to know that they are important in someone's lives. But there is a point of no of going over the edge. Crave constant assurance. Where are you? Do Can you not tell me every little move you make? Can I call you up all the time? Oh, how do I look to you tonight? And women are more guilty of this. They're trying to get that validation that they have a man in their life that's going to stay in their life and that they are pretty enough for him and they ask all the time and they come up with pretty, oh my gosh, it can go on and on and on. Um, this was this individual. Um, I don't. I never had this problem, but it could got to a place where we do have a disagreement, and they never say they're sorry. They never give you a compliment. They never say we'll do better. They're always in the stance that it was your always your fault. They don't have to prove anything. Um, so that goes along with they try to control and criticize you if they don't have you in the slot they created for you. Uh, there's a lot of people that say, I'm going to get the partner. I'm going to line it up. We're going to get married. We'll have kids. And if you sway out or design their little movie they created, if you're criticized, this is what we planned. Well, can I plan it with you? This is some of these are really tough, tough. Some of them I've had, uh, the ones earlier were the ones I just thought of today, yesterday rather, and today. And this is what I found online. A lot of them are similar, but a lot of them are different. Um, and this is the same, they go out with friends, but you're not. Uh, and they don't trust you to be there with them. So what they're saying is, I'm going out with a lady for drinks. And even if it's some of them work, I don't want you there. Well, excuse me. And this is another one I kept, um, I put the thoughts together. Abusive, sometimes violent, always jealous, run. Someone who doesn't always act the same every time you see them. and if I don't know a lot about drugs, I've never had addiction issues. But if you start thinking about it and you have that worry, please check on the addiction that they could be in. I, I had a client come to me and she wanted babies. And I was looking at her and her eyes looked strange, like she had this intensity. And I said, and why do you think you haven't had children now and you can't decide if you want to? Because... Well, I'm addicted to cocaine. Okay. And you're asking me when you're going to have a baby? And I said two and a half, three years. You could change that. You know, people don't want to admit to it. And I looked her right in the face. <laughs> this was in Folsom, California. She came in and saw me at a group. And she's sitting there with other people around. And she says, I'm a coke addict. <laughs> I go, ah! <laughs> Late 90s. So if you're watching, I'd like to know if you had your babies. Um, uh, so this is another one that was listed. They are looking for commitment, but have different relationship goals than you. I did mention this earlier. They may say, I don't ever want to be married again, but I would like to have a partner. Is, is that maybe I move in with you? And then you say, if I move in with them, 
we'll get married because I'll never want to move out. Well, you're going to get yourself in a trap. I would not move in with somebody. And please, this is something I'm spontaneously just mentioned. Never, ever move in with a dating partner because your lease is up. You sign that lease and you stay there until you are in a relationship and he is begging you to marry him. Then figure it out. If you move in with somebody, 95% of the time, they, it, that pressure on the gentleman or the woman because you're out of a house and you have to live somewhere changes the dynamics of the relationship. Um, the narcissistic personality, uh, they just think they're so wonderful. I can do anything I, I accomplish. I climbed up Mount Everest. I had the most exciting friends. Um, I can make bazillion dollars, you know, like which, which lie was true. You know, you got to figure out who this individual is. Are they winning you and winning you over by their, uh, superficial imaginary conquest? Or are they somebody that has to be flattered forever? And you are always going to be worn out making sure that they know how wonderful they are. Ugh. And last one here. Oh, I, yeah, the last one. And it is the last one. They move in, he and she situations. And all of a sudden, they don't have a job anymore. And they need some money. Uh, so are they using you because they need you because they don't want to work? Are they there because they can't work? I actually had a couple, and he never learned to read, and he didn't tell her. He was always a manual labor kind of a stuff. Couldn't find a job, but he never told anybody he couldn't read. Find out what the issue is, or they ask for money. Uh, by the way, the um, storage unit I have, you know, I haven't paid it for a year, and there's two thousand dollar bill, and I am living with you. Why don't you pay it for me? That happened to me. And uh, this was a very early, and he was a, it was just such a mm, long time ago, long time ago. Okay, so we covered a lot. This has been very extensive, kind of a downer. I would like to do one of these shows, <laughs> kind of a downer. But you know what? For you to be emotionally healthy out there, I really want you to be emotionally healthy. I want you to go into a relationship knowing who you are and happy with who you are. A lot of people, 30, 40, 50 years old, well, we've had one, two relationships. You have to be brave enough to turn around and look at that relationship and say, what happened? Where, where did I not pay attention to the um, things that I'm deficit in or they are? Always own that's you if you want to move away from a relationship. Because if it's you, they can't change it. If it's them, they'll try to change. And then they'll try to keep in your life and then. It's around Robin. You'll accept them back, and then you have to break up again. Once you break up somebody, make it forever. Uh, there's a downside to what I just said. A lot of people will end relationships, but they do it for the wrong reason. Make sure you know your reasons, because those people end up calling me back four or five years later and asking, is that person in a relationship? Do you think there's any way I can get back? If you break up somebody, it's legitimate in your mind forever. Make sure of that. All right, kids. I hope... You got something from this? I hope I made it interesting enough for you. All right. All right, Char. Okay. Hey, pretty good. So it's all good. It's all good. All right. <laughs> so uh, Sunday, we start a new book called True Ghost Stories. It was written in the late 1800s by a scientist. 
who actually worked with, with the, because at one time back in the 1800s, late 1800s, there was actually a group of scientists that got together and put up an institute to study the paranormal. And this gentleman was Ooh. a member of this institute. So he not only tells uh, true stories that he has investigated and verified, he also talks about the science part of it. And, you know, and even, mm. see what I mean? There we go. We're still here. Can you still hear me? Yep, yep. A little slurry, but we got it. Uh, and even the psychological part, you know, of the of the ghost haunting. So it's an interesting book, and I think you guys will enjoy it. And so that's our Sunday, our first day every Sunday. In fact, I started it the other night, but um, we're getting really into the the, the uh, first chapter with the first haunting, for the first verifiable verifiable haunting. So mm -hmm. we'll, we'll be doing that on Sunday. Monday, uh, Lynn Monet is with us. She's going to be talking about ghosts, and she's also going to be talking about outside spirits, like fairies and things like that. And she's come in contact with some clients who uh, have that going on in their yards. And so she wants to talk about that on the show. So she'll be with us Monday. Known as elementals, too. Yeah, elementals. I'm sorry, that's the word I was looking for, elementals. Yeah, and, and energy beings of different... Yeah. I've actually seen some of those kind of, like, surprise me because they come really strange shapes and sizes. But they're mm -hmm. just little life forms, and and we always not we're kind of blind to it because I see dead spirit people. I sometimes right. see those, and it's almost right. like you always catch them at the corner of your eye. It's like they yeah. move so fast. You're thinking, what am I seeing? Mm -hmm. Not the same as Shadow Man, but it'd be we interesting actually, to listen to her. We actually had a case um, out in I think it was Roseville a couple of years ago where it was it was elementals in the house. The property was built. I, was I involved with you? Ah, uh, that, that was that was Trish. Okay. And Trish, oh, Trish? yeah, because I don't remember first, that. You know, you know how I am. You know, so poor Trish says, I think it was Trish and, and Paula, or it might not even been Trish, but I mean Paula. And she goes, you know, it's fairies, and I went, it's it's what? You know, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's what? It, you're, trying to, it. you're trying to sell me on what? You know, but yeah, I mean, it was an interesting case, and and um and and they, they liked the son because the son was autistic. Uh -huh. You know, in the house. And so there was that going on, but they were moving things around. They were moving furniture around, doing all kinds of stuff in this house. And it's because the, the, the house was built right on top of their their cave or whatever you want to call it. You know, wherever the the grotto or whatever they live in. It was built on top of whatever they live in. But uh, it turns out that we were able to get them calmed down and real cooperative. But that was I, my I first. I don't know anything about that, but there are some something to that. And being an autistic yeah. child, their energy is mm -hmm. a little interesting. Mm -hmm. Little flare up once in a while, little different colors coming from them because mm -hmm. I see mm -hmm. colors on people. So yep. imagine how elemental goes, Wow, what's what's that person about? You know, like, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that'll be Lynn Monet on Monday. We've got a big pack week next week of guests. I think you'll like them all. But uh, in the meantime, if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, Share it with four, four of your enemies. We're always looking for people. Oh, to, those are enemies. And subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and also don't forget Sunday, uh, you know, there's still some spots open for Nancy's Valentine's greetings um, for, on February 4th. Everybody. On February 4th, check out the California mm -hmm. Haunts uh, Paranormal Investigation Team meetup and, it, and you'll see it on the events section over there. Okay, well, that's it. And um, thank you all for coming today. I really appreciate it. Everybody over the, R out the RSS that's going to be listening to this too. I really appreciate each and every one of you and I thank you all. And I gotta read Pamela wrote some stuff here. Let's read Pamela wrote. Hang on before I go. I got the throat. Uh, I didn't she understand you. What'd you say? Pamela wrote some stuff out here. Let's see if she got. Oh, oh I, I should. Okay. 
Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. Just wanted to make sure there were no questions. Okay. So anyway, uh, I will see you guys Sunday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you, Nancy, for coming on. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Uh, Pamela, I do see your note. I think all of us have had these relationships. <laughs> Nothing's perfect. That's for sure. All that's right. right. And here's Nancy's information for contact, and away we go. Websites, nancymats.com, all lowercase, nancymatsauthor.com, the N, the M, and the A are capped. YouTube.com forward slash Nancy Matt Psychic, the N, the M, and the P are capped. Help get me out of this funk, written by Nancy Matt. Two worlds, developing your psychic skills. Nancy Matz. And the unwilling sacrifice. And of course, you can obtain those at Amazon. Okay, guys, I'll see you on Sunday. Have a great weekend. Good night, everybody.